Your future is not written. It awaits your design. Envisioning is the first step. Each goal plants a seed of change. And your actions are the water nurturing these seeds into flourishing plants. Today, we're not just setting goals. We're architecting a future. Join me in a journey beyond ordinary resolution setting into a realm where your deepest desires and untapped potential fuse into a roadmap for the new year. We'll transform aspirations into tangible actions, ensuring your future isn't just a dream, but a destination. You and I have been here before, wondering why our New Year's resolutions don't stick, why our dreams remain just that, dreams. After all, Einstein said best, the definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. So let's do things differently and get amazing results. Did you know that people who kickstart their year with a clear vision and an action plan are 42% more likely to achieve their goals. So let's make your New Year's resolutions a 2024 success story. And if we look at just resolutions specifically, one in four people give up on their resolutions after just one week. And after a month, one in three people have given up. And after six months, so halfway through the year, more than half the people setting a New Year's resolution or more have give, given up on them. Well, if you were to compare with people that actually didn't even bother to set resolutions or even have a vision, only 8%, so that means less than one in 10 people have been successful after six months because they didn't have a clear vision, they didn't have a clear path, they didn't have a clear action plan. So do you want to be in that 90% that doesn't achieve what they truly really want? I don't think so. And that's why you're here. So I want to thank you for that. So let's dive in. I am Konstantin Morun, a neuroencoding and transformational growth specialist. My own journey overcoming a lifelong battle with depression, anxiety, burnout, and the 10 thieves of our dreams, like procrastination, hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of rejection, imposter syndrome, self-loathing, self-doubt, stress, and overwhelm, forms the cornerstone of my two plus decades in personal and professional development. This firsthand experience has deeply shaped my approach to inspiring and empowering others, empowering you. In my diverse career, I've held numerous leadership and change roles within the corporate and coaching worlds. Combined with my degree in mathematics and expertise as a licensed neuroencoding specialist, I bring to the table a unique blend of practical life strategies and neuropsychological insights. Having guided countless individuals on similar paths, my mission is to empower and guide you in discovering your why, rewiring your brain, and overcoming limiting beliefs to unlock your full potential. As someone who is still on this transformative journey, I warmly invite you to join me in this process of growth and self-discovery. So together, let's embark on a transformative journey to break free from the barriers holding you back stepping into a life filled with purpose, fulfillment, abundance, and joy. So let's start with a quick personal story. Like many of you, I've been the type of person that would be like, yes, you know, it's December, I'm going to get ready for the new year, and I'm going to start thinking about a resolution or multiple resolutions. And so did my friends and the people I was hanging out with. 
And guess what? We would all have these grand ideas. We're going to be doing A, B, and C around, let's say, our financial fields and maybe our physical fields and emotional fields. And we make these big, giant plans. And some of us make smaller plans. And then all of a sudden, we found ourselves in those percentages we talked about. We were excited for the first month, maybe the second month. But then real life kicked us in the back, so to speak. And then the resolutions, one by one, started to fall apart. It wasn't until I came to realize that if I want something else for myself, if I want something better for myself, I need to actually be a bit more strategic. I need to start looking at what I have been doing, why it hasn't worked, what I can do better, but also celebrate the things that worked well and the lessons I've learned. And that's where I want us to start today. Taking a look at an example from my life, we'll go back one year, where 2022 was both a transformational year for me and a year filled with depression, anxiety, burnout, stress. So you see, I was riding the waves of the high of the journey I was on, but also it would send me back down to the deepest lows I've ever found myself in. And I, of course, in the moment, I didn't realize that. I also didn't realize all the amazing things that were happening, right? Because I was mostly sad, mostly depressed, anxious, burnt out, despite having what most would call the American dream, despite having what most would see as the perfect life with the perfect job, the perfect house, the perfect family situation, and everything else. And New Year's Eve 2022, I found myself alone at home with my two dogs. And this was a perfect time for me to really dig deep, do a bit of introspection, look back at 2022, see what worked well, what I have learned, celebrate some of those things, and also look at what I can do better. And oh boy, there were a lot of things I could do better. But because I started by looking at the good things, by celebrating, I didn't put myself in those motions where I started to beat myself up for all the things I did not do, all the things that did not go well. And that was December 31st, 2022. And going into the new year, I had some goals and objectives. I had a vision. It wasn't very big. You see, I had found my why back in the summer of 2022, but I didn't do much with it back then because I didn't know what to, and depression wasn't helping. But by this day, December 31st, 2022, I was like, you know what? It's time for me to see how I can take an action right as the new year starts. And that's when this beautiful podcast that you're listening to right now had its official day, right? January 1st. And the rest is history. And of course, we'll talk more about that at a later date. But I'm telling you from my own experience, looking back a year now, wow, how transformational that has been to look back, reflect, but then also set clear intentions with an action plan and then break them down into their smaller parts, celebrate along the way, adjust course along the way, and get to whatever results I was looking for. And then a lot more that I didn't even expect. So, you know, you're thinking, wow, you know, great story and whatnot. But you may be thinking also that you always fail at keeping your reflections just like I did. Or perhaps you are worried that you don't really know where to start. Maybe you've tried before to set intentions, to have new year resolutions and found that your goals lose relevancy after a few months. Or you seem to lose motivation after the initial excitement. Some of you may feel like you don't have enough time, 
question, the likelihood that these goals will bring you any happiness or bring you any closer to your life of your dreams. Or perhaps you even worry that you'll get overwhelmed with having too many goals. The good news, you are not alone. You see, I understand how you feel as I have been there myself. I appreciate that there is doubt and concern that it may not work or that you will fail at keeping your resolutions. Because after all, we may have a history with setting intentions and not getting to the end goal. And not many of us have had access to others in our life that can truly teach us, empower us in any of these areas, be it at home, in school, or in our jobs. And I too have similar concerns, but now know better because I took that action step that I mentioned to you earlier. So we'll delve a bit deeper into how you can start tackling some of these things. But first off, if you haven't had a chance to see the episode from last week, please go back. It's all about reflecting on your past so you can be better equipped to enjoy the moment and prepare for a much better future. Right? But a quick overview. When it's about reflecting on your past, it's about identifying learning points. Anything that you have learned may have left behind. And then celebrating some of the successes you have faced. Because you see, we're so quick to look back at something that happened in the past and, and ignore the good things and just say, oh, but I haven't done A, B, and C. Oh, I haven't done this. And then we beat ourselves up. And then we get into this motion where we get even more stressed, over, overwhelmed, and fearful. And all of a sudden, all those lessons, all those celebration points are not important. And then as you get to identify the learning points and celebrate, now you can start to look and say, you know what? What can I do better next time? Not what I did wrong, not what I failed, but what I can do better. Well, maybe I wasn't a great speaker in that one presentation. Well, I can be better next time. What do I have to do? And now you can break those goals into smaller parts because what you can do better next time can become part of your vision, can become part of your goals. And it's all about breaking those goals into smaller parts. And before we jump into how I would recommend that you start to look at your life across five different areas. Let's talk about something that I've learned, let's call it the hard way, the idea of intentions and expectations. You see, a lot of us grow up and do life by having expectations. I have an expectation that I'll do well in school and I'm gonna to go to college, I'm gonna get a degree and then I'm gonna get a good paying job and you follow along, right? You get a family and do whatever else, right? Expectations usually means that you're fairly strict and fairly fixed in how you expect something to come out. If let's say you're looking for a partner, you want to go on a date and you have an expectation that the date has to go a certain way, has to be at a certain restaurant or type of restaurant, what's going to happen is that you put blinders on like a horse and you will miss out on everything that can happen around you, opportunities for new experiences, for new people, for new relationships and whatnot. And that's where intentions come in. If my intention is for this conversation that we're having right now to inspire you and to empower you on this journey, and I have done that from the messages I deliver and how I record the episode, then it's perfect. Everything else is a cherry on top of it. But if instead, if I come in here with an expectation, oh, I need to get five new clients, or I need to get one new client, or I need to empower you in a certain way, specific way, then it's much more likely that I'm going to be disappointed at the end and miss out again on various opportunities. Because expectation means that I'm going towards an objective that's fairly fixed and usually means that you're going down a very specific path 
that you may have come up with. What an intention is like, you know what, I have an intention for this. I have a rough idea of what it might look like, but I'm open to, let's say, the universe, your higher self, God, and the environment to give you a chance to learn along the way and maybe get to an even better outcome or get to it faster or get to it through a detour, but having an amazing experience along the way. So now that we have set a bit of the foundation around intentions and expectations, there are five areas I always, always, always encourage everyone that I work with to look at before we even have a conversation. So I start asking my potential clients to share their five-year vision across five areas, physical, financial, emotional, spiritual, and relationships. Now, physical, it's about assessing your physical health and lifestyle changes over those five years, right? So you may take a look and say, you know what, five years from now, I want to be fit, I want to be muscular, I want to be able to sleep seven or eight, eight hours a night regularly, I want to be eating healthy, and it can be very, very detailed. Now, notice what I did there. I didn't have anything that had a negative connotation to it. That's one mistake that people make. They set their visions and they talk about what they don't want. And if you've listened to any of my videos in the past, you know why it's important to keep things in the positive and not the negative. And if you don't, then we'll go into that a bit later perhaps in another episode if we don't have time today. So what I encourage you is think about your vision and put it in the positive. Now, what's financial? Well, it's about reviewing your financial goals, spending habits, spending, you know, savings and investment strategies, financial stability and growth. How do you want that to look differently five years from now? Right? You could have a vision and say, you know what? Right now I'm making $100,000 a year, but five years from now I wanna make $200,000 a year. Right, that's your vision, that's your target. That's your intention. On the spiritual field, it's not actually about a specific religion or anything else. It's about reflecting on your unique personal spiritual growth and development. This could be your mindfulness practices, connection with nature, or religious engagements. How do you want those to look in five years from now? And again, it doesn't have to be drastically different from today. It might be that you're just building upon what you're doing today. Emotional pillar is all about assessing your emotional well-being and seeing where you want to be five years from now, right? Do you want to be someone that doesn't get triggered as easily, doesn't react as easily, doesn't say mean things as easily as you, as you do right now? Well, that was me last year, right? That was part of what I wanted to achieve. And then lastly, of course, we have relationships. So it's about reflecting on how do you want your relationship with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, with your loved one or loved ones to be? How are they going to change? Now, this is key. This is a five-year plan. If you prefer to do a three-year plan, a six-year plan, a 10-year plan, it's up to you, right? I use five years in my coaching and there's a reason behind it. But generally speaking, just to give you a quick idea, I look at five years because it's far enough in the future where you can see, okay, I am here now and this is really what my ideal life will be in five years from now. And then by working together, what you'll end up seeing is that those five years actually become more like anywhere between six months to two years. Because you start to realize that, wait a second, there's usually one or two categories that need a lot more help, but the other ones you're likely closer than you think. So then your five-year plan can easily become a six to two-year plan. Of course, it varies by person and by individual and by situation. Now, once you have this five-year vision, what can you do? Well, there's a couple of things you can do. But the number one thing I would recommend right now for you listening to this is to scale it down. That's your five years, right? How are you going to get to it? 
because you're not going to just wake up five years from now and you're going to have all those things checked off. There are things you have to do. So break down the five years into smaller chunks and now start to take a look at what you can achieve in the first year, namely 2024. So how can you get yourself closer to that goal for five years from now? Now, as I mentioned earlier, and you know this, I'm someone that helps people not only find their why, rewire their brains, reboot their brains, but also be able to reflect and set proper visions and intentions. So if you find yourself like you want someone to help you out, you want an accountability person, reach out to me at Constantine at UnleashThyself.com. And we'll chat and see how I can help you. If I can help you, amazing. And if I cannot help you, I will find someone that can. Now, let's get back to what we were talking about. So we have our vision, right? Look at that vision now, either if it's five years or you broke it down to the one year and see which area requires the most progress. What are you seeing the most challenges? Because you see, for most people, there is one area that will stick out that will be in need of more TLC or tender love and care. Now, how do you do that? Again, if you look at the one-year plan, break it down further, see what it requires to get you there. And if you don't know where you are today, go back to that video from last week and see how you can reflect to bring yourself to that stage where you can be like, well, to get from where I am today to what I want to be in one year, there's a lot that has to happen. And what you will notice is that the area that requires more help will start a chain effect in the other areas because as you start tackling it, you're going to see improvements in all other areas. And this is something that's very common with the people that I work with, with my students, my clients, because there's usually a big pillar that's not going the way they want it to go. And as they start, they start fixing it, let's say your emotional pillar is a common one. Well, it's going to impact your relationships. It's going to impact your physical health. It's going to impact your financial health, right? It's going to impact your spiritual health. And that's how we start to see the connection between everything. Now, one thing I do, because I've been working on all of these pillars for a while now, I actually set goals in each area. So I might have a couple of goals in my physical pillar. I might have a couple of goals in my spiritual and financial pillars. I might have a few goals in my emotional pillar. And of course, goals in my relationship pillars. And again, these are part of your vision. Now, my goal, and I'll give you an example, and you can... Tune in next week and you'll, you'll see exactly some of those goals I'm talking about. But one of my goals for relationships might be to foster better relationships with you, my audience, as well as with my coaches and mentors and guests on the podcast. Well, that's very broad, right? There's no quantity or quality around it. So now, after I have that overarching theme, I want to break it down. Well, how do I want my relationships to look like. Keep in mind, I'm not saying how do I want to get there because the how now turns that into an expectation because I'm going to become fixed. I said, well, I only want to improve my interaction with you, my, my audience by doing this and this, then it, it cuts me out immediately from other opportunities to interact with you. So instead I, I look at how I wanted to look, how I wanted to make me feel, how I want me to reflect back and say, you know what, I've done all I could. So that's what you break it down. And then you can say, you know what, you can put some numbers because everyone loves numbers. 
And it can keep you accountable a bit easier as well. You can say, well, I want to engage with 10 members of my audience and have a one-hour conversation, at least a one-hour conversation with each of them so I can provide them additional value immediately. So then I can go, okay, so how, how do I break it down further? And now you can start breaking it down and saying, well, how do I get to that point, right? And you'll start to see how this becomes a big vision, a smaller vision, and now it becomes an action plan. Because once I start to break it down, I now look at what? The steps I need to take together. And again, it's not about having all the answers right away because you will find answers along the way. And if you don't have the answers, there's YouTube, there's Google, there's ChatGPT now, there are coaches and mentors, there are people that can help you find the answers. So don't be too bogged down if you don't know how to get from A to B. But first identify what A is and then what B is as well, or could be. Now, what's important to note here as well is that I talked about quantitative numbers there, right? Like I want 10 guests, or not rather 10 guests, but 10 conversations with listeners and viewers of my show with at least one hour, one-on-one -on -one conversation so I can help them even further on their path. But I didn't talk about the qualitative aspects of it. I mean, there was a bit of it to help you on the path, but maybe now I can expand and say, you know what, how do I want those conversations and those connections to leave you feeling the person that I'm going to connect with or me feeling right. So that's qualitative because it's not only about reaching a goal quantity wise, but it's also the quality behind it. And what I would recommend one last thing here is that you can do this all in your mind, right? You can type it up on the computer, but the best way to really go through this that I have found is to take a pen and a piece of paper or a journal, if you have it, or a notebook and start writing it down. There's plenty of research out there that shows that not only are you going to absorb information faster as you write it down, but you get to remember it easier and recall it. And of course, action on it, because again, it absorbs differently into your conscious and subconscious mind. So look up some of the research if you're interested in that, but there is plenty to show you that aspect. So now that we cover some of the ways you can approach this, I urge you to take a small action today. Grab a piece of paper, start to write down your five-year vision. And it can start very simple. Put those five categories I told you about, right? Physical, emotional, financial, spiritual, and relationships. Put them down. Start to write things in them. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be exact. And then as you progress, as you get excited, start to break those down further. Bring it down to a one-year vision and start to set up some actions for the next year. And if you're like me, you might end up building or not rather, or rather breaking it down into four quarters, right? I do Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4, right? So Q1 would be January to March. What do I want to accomplish to get me closer to my goal? And again, it's not about perfection. It's not about knowing all the details. It's about having some intentions set. So then you have a more clear path forward. There's no more confusion. And if you haven't done your reflection for the, the year, start there. If you found value in today's episode, I'd be extremely grateful if you could take a moment to subscribe, like, comment, rate, and review Unleash Thyself on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. Your support helps us grow and reach more people on their unique journeys so they too can transform. This is Konstantin Morun, your companion on this voyage towards empowerment, reminding you that no one, and I mean no one, is more capable and has more knowledge to save you and take you to the next level than you do.
continue the journey to know thyself so you can unleash thyself. And as always, we cannot do it alone. So let's do it together. Thank you.